the crowns as rewards for serving you here and living for you here. Help us to get our eyes off of here and get our eyes onto there. Help us to have our heart's desire there and not here. Help us to serve you and not this world around us. That It's great to own things, but help us never to let them own us. Use your word to teach us that this morning in Christ's name. Amen. everyone. So I'm glad to be standing up here today with you. Um, as I leaned over to wash my face this morning, my back tweaked a little bit and I was like, oh no. <laughs> you know, here Steve is out with back surgery and I'm going to have a back moment here. And uh, But I was prepared to take a lot of a leave if I had to. So, But I didn't. So God is merciful. Um, so I wanted to start out this morning, I was going to ask if I could see a show of hands for those that are familiar with the name Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey, ooh, pretty good, yeah. Well, for those of you that aren't, he was a uh, very uh, popular radio commentator and news columnist for decades, had quite a long career, and I have uh, very fond memories of uh, his segment that was called the rest of the story. For those of you that remember those, they always had uh, kind of the backstory to either a person or an event um, where, you know, whether they could be famous or infamous, but still he added interesting facts that really brought you to an aha moment where you go, oh, okay, that brings everything together. It's a, a moment of clarity. And so today, uh, we're going to look at the backstory to sin, and that's why I thought of Paul Harvey. And we're going to begin with looking at the story of um, Abraham's treachery against Abimelech. And this is in Genesis chapter 20. So we're going to look at that chapter. Um, so starts out with uh, after God had destroyed uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, that Abraham, he, he uh, traveled uh, towards the uh, land of the Negev, and he settled between Kadesh and Shur, and he sojourned to Gayar, and it's there that he had an agreement with his wife to where she was to refer to him as her brother. And it says that uh, the king of Gerar, which was Abimelech, that he took Sarah, who was Abraham's wife, uh, because of thinking that it was Abraham's brother. And so God came in a dream that night to Abimelech, and he said, you are a dead man <laughs> uh, because you have taken a woman that is married. And Abimelech had not come near Sarah. So he knew this, and so he said, uh, would you slay a nation that is uh, you know, not 
blame, blameful for this. And he, he also said to God, um, you know, Sarah was saying that Abraham's my brother and, and that uh, Abraham was saying that Sarah is my sister. So that was his defense to God. And, uh, and he's, then he added that it was in the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands that I did this. So in his mind, he was innocent. Uh, and, and in his mind, he was the reason that he didn't sin. Um, but God, God agreed with that, that, that. But he also added, I kept you from sinning against me. I did not let you touch her. So then God's instructions to Abimelech was, you know, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and that he would pray for Abimelech so that he would live. But he said, if you don't restore, then you and all that are yours will die. Um, pretty, uh, wake you up pretty quick when God's telling you, <laughs> telling you these things, you're going to die. So when he wakes up in the morning, Abimelech, he gathers all his servants and he tells them what had transpired with God. That would surely be an interesting conversation. Uh, so, uh, you know, which you would imagine all the men were terrified, frightened. And so Abimelech next, he's, he goes to confront Abraham and he says, you know, what have you done to us? Uh, you know, how have I sinned against you that you would do this thing that shouldn't be done to anybody? Um, and so he asked Abraham, you know, what have you encountered to do such a sin? So Abraham, he justifies it. He says, you know, I thought there was no fear of God in this land and that you would kill me for my wife. Uh, besides, he said, actually, my wife is my sister. She's my half-sister from my father's side. So he goes into the detail and, again, justifying himself. And he said, you know, and she became my wife. So, uh, you know, when God caused me to wander from my father's home, I made an agreement with my wife that she would call me uh, her brother. And so everywhere they would go, you know, she would say that of them, of him, that, you know, to of Abraham, that he is my brother. So based on that, um, then Abimelech, he restores Sarah, Abraham's wife. Uh, he gave Abraham sheep and oxen, oxen and uh, men and maidservants. Uh, and then he said, you know, wherever you want to settle, here's all my land. You know, you choose where you want to settle. And then he says to Sarah, he says, I have given a thousand pieces of silver to your brother uh, so that you are vindicated to all. Um, you know, before all men, you are cleared of anything. And then uh, Abraham, he, uh, he prayed to God and he said, you know, to the, you know had God heal Abimelech, his wife, his maids, so that they all bore children again uh, because the Lord had closed the wombs of, of Abimelech's house totally. So that's the, the story of, of 
Abraham sinning against Abimelech and uh, what all God did. But now let's, let's analyze the rest of the story. <clears throat> I, will, uh, I will say that when I first read this story, uh, my, my attraction to it was that God was saying that he can keep us from sinning. I thought, ooh, that's great. Because my tendency is to think that, that I have to do that, that rugged individualism, right? I, I can do this. I can make this happen. So that's where I fall. And, but I found it was so encouraging that God is active for us against sin, um, you know, whether we are aware of it or not, that, that he's doing that. So that, that was the big aha for me regarding sin was, was God's act activity for us there and then I, I thought about fear and fear was the, the reason this started you know uh, Abraham uh, from his perspective he's, remember he said that no one in the land feared God and which led him to fear men so remember that 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 when you start um going down the road of fear that you can end up fearing men and then sin because um, you know God says that we should not fear he tells us that we shouldn't fear um, those who can kill the body uh, or death itself he's, he's very clear on this um, and when we do fear then you get you know we come up with half truths or lies like Abraham that was why he lied and said, my wife is my sister. <laughs> you know, he did that because he feared men. Um, so I, I, I would ask you, you know, have you experienced an environment where you see there's no fear of God and then you've feared men? And from that, then you've been tempted to tell a half truth or a little white lie or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I, I know I can relate to Abraham in this area I would, I would hope that you can too probably um, I know it made me think of you know, Steve's been telling us from the pulpit that, that uh, you know, things are going to accelerate sin is going to accelerate and so part of this is we need to be asking God to uh, asking and letting God change us to be fearless you know so remember that that it's not just the asking but letting him work on you to be fearless not to just keep saying well yeah that really frightens me you know well okay work on it <laughs> you know take that step and trust God and say God help me with blank whatever that is for you in your life to be fearless next let's consider God's sovereignty um, you know, God, God chose to keep Abimelech from sinning. You know, we noticed that he said, you know, I'm the one that kept you from touching Sarah. And, and that's powerful. We, we like that. But he noticed, though, too, he also, he allowed Abraham to sin against Abimelech, to lie to him. So isn't that interesting that how complex God's plans are, right? He uses... Um, sin he in one place he stops it and one he allows it um, 
you know, God intervened with uh, Abimelech in his dreams. That's how his sovereignty is, that he can come into our dreams and, and talk with us. And then he humbled Abimelech, who thought that, you know, hey, I'm the one that didn't sin with this guy's wife, but God, in his sovereignty and his power, he's the one that that's actually stopped that. And then God spoke of his sovereignty over death. You know, he told Abimelech, you will die if you do this, right? And then think about Abraham. You know, initially he had no idea that this was going on, right? Um, everything is happening to Abimelech and Abraham is still thinking, well, my my uh, you know my half truth is still <laughs> out there functioning. I, they didn't kill me. Everything's going fine. Um, so we're we're like that in a lot of cases, right? We're clueless to what God God is doing with His sovereignty and how He's working in our lives. So you know, I guess with today's story that we're talking about here, will that change your acknowledgement of God's work in your life? You know, will you start to reflect on Abraham and Abimelech and go, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a backstory on my life that God is working and I don't even see. And I say that because we need to acknowledge that, right? That's part of our relationship with God. And it, it does make a difference in our lives. Next, I would say, notice that others are affected from our sin. This is part of the backstory of what's going on. You know, Abraham, he, he lied about his wife, and this resulted in Abimelech's um, household being childless. Right? You know, that's... That can happen to us if we're sinning. There's results for other people. And God says in the future that all would die if Abimelech sinned with Sarah. You know, how sobering is that? Should have been very sobering for Abraham that you know, his sin is leading to these things potentially. Um, so it's, it's, it's very sobering that God, you know, he, he, he's very seriously protecting you as you go through life, as he did with Abraham. So it makes me think of how am I, you know, you know am I thinking about my sins and how they're affecting these other people and how God is protecting me in that so that, you know, there's, there's consequences to my friends, my family, my coworkers, you know, when I do these things, and it should have an effect on, on my ability to stop sinning, <laughs> you know, to make that decision, and again, by God's power, and he helps us, but to remember and take seriously those consequences. Next, 
And the backstory would be condemning sin. You know, Abimelech, you know, he had questions to Abraham and that had sinned against him. He, you know, Abraham, uh, you know, why did you do this? You know, why did you do these things against me? And Abraham, to his credit, you know, he spoke the truth. He said, you know, there's no fear of God in this land, right? So up to that point, um, you know, Abimelech was not, hadn't been convicted of that, right? He thought, well, you know, I didn't sin with Sarah. You know, I'm a good guy. You know, God kind of corrected him. But still, Abraham was willing to speak that and to condemn sin. And that is something that we need to be willing to do also. So I would challenge us on that. And then I would realize that God favors us. Um, we know that from Romans 8.28, it says, For God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And we see that in this story with, with Abraham. Think about it. You know, Abraham sinned against Abimelech, right? Lying about his wife. Abimelech gets in all this trouble. And Abimelech ends up giving him oxen and sheep and male and female servants and and then he says you know anywhere you want to go in my land you can go and settle right is is that favor from god or what <laughs> you know think about that think about how you know are are we giving god glory for that favor that he gives us there's going to be times where you're going to be aware of it but there's going to be times where you're not aware of it too and God's working in that background with his sovereignty. Um, so just a reminder that, you know, give God that glory for all those blessings that you're receiving. And then lastly, um, prayer has a role, right? God required a prayer from Abraham so before Abimelech to be healed in his household. Now, God was showing mercy on Abimelech, who was undeserving, right? He had no fear of God, but yet God showed mercy. And he, and he let Abraham be part of that by saying to Abimelech, he's a prophet, have him pray for you, and I'll heal you and your household. How precious is that, that he gave Abraham that opportunity to be part of it, just like it is for us. You know, God gives you that opportunity to pray for people, right? Knowing that you could be sinning, and some of those people are paying for your sins and God's work in their lives, and you need to be praying for them, that God would have mercy on them, you know, that he would help you not to sin against them to start with. <laughs> but as you do sin, you know, that he would be protecting them and helping them to, you know, ultimately be saved, obviously. But also, you know, he's protecting you. You know that. And especially with unbelievers in your life, you know, think about that. The undeserving 
if you want to look at it, you know, they're unbelievers. Are you going to be praying for those people? Or are you just praying for the believers and, you know, so-and-so needs, you know, a new house or a new car, you know, or they're having bad health. But think about the undeserving, as I gave us an example here of, of Abimelech. And God was the one that said to do that. <laughs> so, in summary, I, I hope you've had a few aha moments about sin today. As, as Paul Harvey would um, say, you know, we, we face a um, similar environment of no fear of God. Uh, you know, you think about our society today. Um, so we share that with Abraham. And so it's very likely that with that, that you might have some fear. Again, we talked about, you know, asking God to take that from you, to not be fearful. So, but we might, and we might say a half-truth like Abraham did. Um, we f might forget that God is relevant in all this. Uh, but God can keep us from sinning. Um, we are to be fearless. We are to acknowledge God's sovereignty, his working in the background in our lives, and be cognizant of our sin's effect on others, to condemn sin, be willing to speak that truth, and to give glory to God for his favor towards you, and to pray for your enemies, as we just spoke about. So, um, one way... I was reminded recently of to ask God to keep me from sinning is in our uh, Matthew chapter 6, uh, 9 to 13. It's a, our prayer where we say, lead us not into temptation. You know, it's very applicable to ask God every day, you know, Lord, help me not to be led into temptation to sin. You know, it's an excellent prayer. I would remind you of that. And now you know the rest of the story behind sin. It's not just God stopping you from sinning, but there's a lot that we just reviewed here. Hopefully you'll go home and meditate on that and uh, you know, let God work in your lives to, uh, to grow in your walk. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for your mercy on us, uh, that you would share these truths with us. And we just ask that we would be changed, men and women, uh, going forward, um, thinking about your sovereignty and uh, just how you protect us, Lord, and, and the effects of our sin on others' lives and all these things working together, Lord. Um, we praise you for and want to be thankful for and uh, willing to change in light of these things that are going in in the background of our lives going on um, that we don't think about every day, God, but we want to. We, we want to be ones that follow you in this area, and we just praise you that you are for us and working these things out day to day. In Christ's name, amen.